Hello and welcome to another episode of the Simply Put Podcast with me, Jack and Josh. Today we're joined by a special guest, Ryan, and the topic of this week is mental health. Hopefully you enjoy what we have to say and hopefully we don't say anything like offensive or like in bad taste. We've just been researching this week for this topic and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Okay, so back here, quarter past ten on a, another Saturday night. Another late, late one for us. Jack, thank you very much. Hello. Late again. What? You decided to, this to do. You know, Frozen 2. Like, why are you watching that? I, I'm, really, I'm really happy I chose to watch Frozen 2 because it was actually really good. That's not what you were saying to me about an hour ago. That is but... an absolute cap. It was so shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it with my mum. You're so but... such a kind son, aren't I mean, you? Obviously, I'm just too nice. <laughs> Putting that before the podcast. Like, okay. I used to get my priorities. In All right. Anyway, welcome back. Episodes two, no, th- two or three. I don't know what we today we're joined with a guest uh, and who is our guest introduce yourself hello i am uh, ryan ryan stanger uh one or off of a stranger yeah very interesting i was waiting for you guys to fucking introduce me i was like yeah, just remember, you're the, guest, you're the guest. You're the guest here, Ryan. Yeah, oh, you're your fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to make the guests feel welcome. You know? no, fuck we you. Are now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who are you, Ryan? Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing wow. here? I am. I am your guys' friend, colleague, associate. Colleague. Did we even say like we went to the same school before? Nope. This is the first time ever. Well, no, you you guys mentioned me in episode one, very briefly. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. You. Yeah, I'm broadly known as the simp of the group. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm I'm slowly digging away at that title. You know, I think you're stoked. Shout out to all the girls that are listening to Ryan here. Confess that he's a simp. Shout out to the thirty. Hey, I can make him girls seem amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We all went to grave me for a great, great, great school. Six that was. Great school. Yeah, I mean, I went there for seven years, so. Oh, yeah, but I feel bad. We've, not, we've all known each other for like three years now. That's actually mad. Almost. Almost, Almost yeah. three years. What the fuck? We're getting old, yeah. like, so quickly. Ryan's 20 feel... in under two months. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. Under two months. Uh, imagine half the year. That. Half the year's gone already, and I've done fuck all. It actually blows my mind. Hmm, nice. Anyway, so um, today, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about what are we talking about, Jack. We are. Uh, we we chose to do another really fun topic because uh, political correctness wasn't like a sensitive topic enough. So we're just like about mental health. Just a really. <laughs> Yeah, I really yeah, one as well. I don't really know how to introduce it. What, what should, how should we start it off? I mean, okay. Do do we, should we um start talking about our own experiences with mental health, or are we just gonna talk about how our week was and then think about how to depressing? <laughs> oh, depressing! Is that that links to? Oh, that's a great. Health. Start how, about we, how about we start? Let's let's start on a positive note. Let's, all right, let's all talk right. about our weeks. <laughs> Why Bro, the, my week's not a positive <laughs> start. Like, come on. I mean, God, you, you saw me a couple of days ago. That's positive. Yeah, but we also played football in the rain. The rain. And <laughs> hey, I thought I was going to. You couldn't see my tears because the rain just hit them. <laughs> but no, it was actually, it was actually fun. I, I really. I, I, I did. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, but other than that, the week's been a bit. Yeah. Oh, I've been drinking in the um, park again. Right. Oh, I still haven't done that. I'm embracing my like future depressed self. I'm just like, it, it is very, very appropriate for the podcast today. I'd oh say. my god, it sounds so bad already. <laughs> I 
was just like, wow, this is the wrong person to be talking about this. Just want to put out there that Man United are unbeaten in 16 games. Eh? Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about exercise because every like website I look at, it says that physical exercise is like a big distraction from mental health. Cause I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah, yeah. go on, go on. My point. go on. Then. Well, I think because I was listening to, you know, Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. He did a he did a podcast with True Geordie, and he did one with Joe Rogan as well. And I was listening to a lot of, like what his experiences were with mental health because he had that time where like he had three years out the ring because he was like struggling with his mental health. Like he was doing drugs, he was drinking. Like he said, like he used to spar and like he used to let the people he sparred against like punch him so like he could be like that close to death sort of thing like he just wouldn't hit them back and then he'd go back to like his corner and he'd just bang his head against like the bloody like his corner rope or something like that mm. it's a bit fucking mental but like he said his way of getting out of it was like well not getting out of it like the way he dealing with like, it yeah it's, yeah it's not something you can like completely eradicate from your life it's more like a Something you can control or manage. It is like, like as long as you can distractions, because I know yeah. that some people you have like short term and long term distractions, and the short term distraction could be something like going to play football or watching TV, because that will like because mm-hmm. then you, you're not left alone to your own thoughts and you're yeah. like concentrating mm-hmm. on another thing, so you yeah. can just like let. <laughs> let loose from your like whole body and you can just like focus on something else that isn't you because like mm-hmm. self self focusing is like if the problem's inside you you don't want to mm-hmm. like be left alone to the thoughts that are inside you so you look to an external force and that could be something just like watching the simpsons because that might make you happy for like half an hour yeah that's, well that's with you though Oh, yeah, for sure. I did watch a couple episodes of Simpsons today, but it's fun. Courtesy of my Disney Plus. Yeah, it actually was as well. <laughs> Sounds so bad. Oh, like, yeah, that's what, that's what I was doing. I mean, well, I'm a simp, but I'm a simp for you. <laughs> One of the benefits. Can we, <laughs> can we stop with the simp jokes, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah Simpsons. Right, right. But no, anyways, it is. Exercise is really good. Plus, uh, healthy body, healthy mind, all that stuff. Um, yeah, well, Tyson Fruper, he like, he said what he sort of did was he set, he set like short-term goals and like he had like a routine that he follows every day. And like mm-hmm. being in the routine is what helps him like cope with that. And like if he's in the routine, he's sort of happy sort of thing. A routine like, a routine's good to follow. I mean... OCD, <laughs> I mean, that's, like, a different kind of, like, mental illness, but it's, like, having a structure helps, but it's also, like, can lead to worsening the situation as well, Just because depends. if you don't, if you don't follow your routine to, like, a T, then you'll get, like, discouraged from that, and you'll get really angry, because you can do it. Yeah. And the thing is, today, like, in today, uh, there's so many variables that you can't control about your daily routine. Let's just say uh, it's like a day where you go to work, you get up, you get the train, but you say the train is delayed or cancelled. You can't control that. And that's not ruined your schedule for the rest of the day. Your laptop might might be working and uh, all these other factors that you can't control. And then that will make you... That is stress. Yeah, that is stress. That is stress-related. And that builds yeah. up so many more, like... It's just, like, the foundation of building onto, like, anxiety and stuff like that. But you yeah. can't control it. Mm. So I feel like you shouldn't really think about it too much. It's, like, the, li- the little things that affect you the most, I think. That's with a lot. That's goes for both your mental health and just everything really so like when you're like mm. remembering things about people say or like memories it's like the little things you're like oh i remember when this person used to do this or like you see mm. something you're like oh it makes makes you instantly think of it it's the same with mental health so it's like if if you stack up the little things so like say your train's late or 
your laptop stops working or the internet goes down or anything like that just it just inter it interrupts you uh, and your mental state it's just not yeah because your schedule's ruined and having that like normality and that everyday yeah, so like so routine and then it's yeah. just stress and then you take it out on people or yourself or on yourself exactly yeah. Which, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I've lost my fucking track of thought now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like um, his, or was like Tyson Fury's way, obviously, like being a routine. It just shows like there's no sort of like one sort of solution to dealing with mental health. Like, mm -hmm. oh no. There's like, no. there's like, you can have like therapy, you can have like antidepressants or this or that, the other, but like that doesn't work for everyone. Like, the thing is, is everyone's brain is different, so yeah. things work differently. You can't just like say, "Oh, here's a pill. You'll take that, no matter what." Problem, it worked, it worked be fine. It worked, it worked this person, so yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's work not that. like it's not like a, you've broken your leg, and it's just like right, you put it in a cast and you set it because that will make it better. Because your brain yeah. works like all the synapses in your brain and all the different emotions you have are different for everyone. Because everyone, like, everyone's life is different. They yeah, exactly. everyone has different experiences. So, yeah. um, some someone's stress maybe to do with work, and someone else's maybe to do with like relationships or something like that. Or someone's died, maybe. You're yeah. a combination of both. Like, exactly. A nice cocktail of just all different factors. Was like, yeah. I mean, uh, I was looking it up, and anxiety is like the most prevalent thing. Like. In America, if you're over 18, then there's an 18% chance that you will have anxiety in your life, which is ridiculous. Like, that's, that's so many people. One in five, basically. Yeah, one in five mm. people have it. And there's loads of different, like, strands of it as well. And there's loads of different causes, like symptoms. And they're all different, so you can't really just put it into one thing. Mm. The thing with mental health though right it's it's a personal experience but like i was looking at statistics as well it's like pretty economic as well <laughs> so it's responsible for 72 million working days being lost a year and it costs wow. 34.9 billion a year already. i was actually looking at stuff like that as well that actually a lot of problems um, mm. um it causes problems economically but also it's that the problems are that result in mental health illness mental illnesses are economic as well so or socioeconomic so the, a lot of people that suffer from um mental uh health problems are from they're either like they might be gay or they might be um ba me mm. um yeah. yeah it's just or like they come from a, a tough upbringing um, maybe their parents didn't raise them how they should have, etc. Um, it's it's complicated. It just goes to show you like how much of a big problem it is than people give it attention for. Like, there's so it's many a, factors it's a, that it's it can a, stem it's from. A secret killer. Oh, because yeah. uh, I mean, for men, if you're aged like eighteen to sixty-five, uh, the biggest killer amongst men is suicide. And that's usually yeah. to deal with like mental health problems, which people don't really seem to like notice that how big of a problem it is when that's the biggest. It's like when you when you don't when you don't ha when you don't experience mental health problems, you don't really recognise it until yeah. I'm 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 going to say I'm guilty of that. So, like I feel like yeah. I can't understand people with mental health problems because I've personally never really had issues or like big big issues with my mental health so i feel like when someone comes to me with like mental health problems i like freeze because i'm like i don't know what to say and i think yeah. this is what needs to change i feel like someone like me needs to be taught all about this yeah, stuff without me true. actually having to experience it myself that's one yeah. of the problems you, i think you do need to know how you could help others as well and if you're not taught that, it's like 
a really useful like skill to have to be able to like comfort someone who's say having a panic attack or feeling like depressed or something like you knowing what to do could help that person's day and then that could put them in a different path exactly it is so hard though because everyone experiences things differently and feels differently and like sometimes you yeah sometimes you can't stop it either like what you you do will not have an effect on the other person because you're not them so you can't say oh you'll be fine oh it's all right because it's Mm. sometimes and then your what you say won't affect them at all which is like honest truth it's hard it's hard to like put everyone in the same bracket and say oh i'll do this and then that'll make you better but having like a general awareness of things that you could do would make it a lot easier and like better for other people as well. I think this comes into um, the question about uh, schools and like curriculum and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I feel like knowing about mental health, is it, like as you get taught about mental health and some like mental health um, illnesses in like PSHE or whatever it is, yeah. uh, and like what it does, but you don't really get taught how to like help people that are suffering from it well we might have but i certainly can't remember any of it yeah um what i would say as well like in my secondary school they actually stopped giving us PSHE lessons in favor of giving us more math lessons in our periods a week ah like yeah really like sort of like well, it didn't piss me off but it's like just why i, I think well that, that, at the time I was, I was one of those people i was like i don't really care about PSHE. i'd rather do extra maths than PSHG. You nerd. Yeah. But when you reflect now, it's like, I'm like uh, you realise just how important. I think it's think it's just important. the impression you're given. Like when you start school, you're like, oh, PSHG, you only have it once a week. Like in, at Graveney, we sat in a circle and the teacher didn't really, we sat in a circle and it just didn't really feel like serious lesson. at all. Yeah. It didn't feel like a lesson. It just felt like a chill period. Like, oh, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I don't feel like I'm, doing work i just feel like i'm just talking to a teacher as part of a class you're gaining nothing i you? feel like i'm gaining nothing yeah it's not like, taken yeah. seriously enough in school because like if you have a bad mental health it means you're less likely to get out of bed you're less likely to go to school you're less likely to work hard in lessons and that will affect all your other like results as well that's exactly what happened to me when i had it last year you gonna talk about it or you? Um, I mean, you don't have to. Obviously, you don't have to feel to talk about it. But well, I guess I'll give a general overview. Like, I had, I had a lot of shit that just went wrong last year. Like, school was stressful. Like, I was failing in like some of my fucking sub. Well, not some. Like, I was failing in one. And then, like, it was kind of really annoying me. Then I had, like, some... I had some problems at home with, like... I guess... So... Okay, this is the thought, I guess, a bit deeper. Like, me and my sister, like... Obviously, she had a boyfriend at the time. But, like... We didn't really... We we were sort of a bit distant, because... Basically, she was sort of siding with him a lot. And, like, he was doing a lot of things that I won't really mention that was sort of, like damaging our family but like she would just defend him constantly and like it was getting to my mom so it was getting to me a lot and like having to focus on school and that at the same time and then obviously I had other problems like more personal ones with like friends and like people that I love and stuff it's like just the entire build up of that it just it just breaks you and like I developed really bad anxiety because of it and like it was like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, I just became a really bad hypochondriac, like, it was really health-related, but, like, I just had this thing where any time I'd move, my heartbeat would just, like, fucking go insane for some reason. Like, I couldn't even get off bed at one point, like... You I missed a lot of school, didn't you? Yeah, I had to literally just sit on my bed, and if I moved a bit, my heart would just stop going, like, anything. So, like, I was skipping school... I was coming in at like six period at one point and like just having that lesson when I had five other lessons in a day and it's like fuck. Just mounted yeah. it. Just mounted, didn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think, and the thing is though at the time I wasn't really concerned about it. But it doesn't not to say that I'm 
let's not say like I'm a shit friend. So. No, no, no. Uh, but no, like, I, I didn't. I didn't really. I, I, I did. I did keep it a lot to myself. Cause, like, I didn't really want to. I don't. It's not like I didn't want to share. Cause like it's good to share, but like I just didn't feel like you guys had to bear that burden. I guess it was more. Like I think. I one. think that's a problem that a lot of people yeah. find like with to do with coming yeah, out but about that, them that's problems. It, it, it's, it's obviously it's... one of the things you shouldn't do. For men as well, it's so much harder to admit that because being like, seeing weak to other people is just like you don't want other people because then it makes you like vulnerable and it's like you feel like you could be attacked because of it. But that's not the case. It's like you need help, so you just ask for it, which is so much better than keeping it to yourself. It truly is like. Honestly, I think honestly, the longer you keep it away from people, the like worse it gets for you and for them as well. Because you like, because then it makes the other people feel guilty. They're like, "Oh, how did I not know this was going on?" Like this is from yeah. my personal a personal experience recently that someone's told me that they've been suffering with their mental health, and then like mm-hmm. I think about it and I'm like, "How did I not know this?" And I just feel really bad about myself. Yeah. Then uh, like... I need to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it's it's just a problem. At the end it's of the, the it's like, it's a pressure that society puts on men specifically about yeah. masculinity. Masculine, the male like figure of what you're meant to be is like tall, yeah. tall, built, strong, just like mentally mm-hmm. capable of doing anything. And yeah. then, if you like, don't fit into that, then you feel bad about yourself and then that falls into a big effect. Uh, that happens with a lot of men where they feel like they don't fit in uh, and they're scared about what people might think if they say something. I know that yeah. that happens with a lot, uh, probably us as well. Like I'm scared to say things in front of people because I'm worried about what people might think. Yeah. You don't want to... <laughs> You don't want to show your cards because then everyone knows what you have and then that could be used against you. Yeah. If you keep it to your weaknesses and then no one's going to like, because like spreading it as well, just like, if you don't want everyone, if you like want to tell someone, you'll tell people you like, but you don't want everyone to know about it, if you know what I mean. Mm. But like once it's out there, like, everyone will know about it and that will make you feel like could make you feel paranoid over like what people know about you so you'd want to keep it to yourself mm-hmm. and it's a fear of the unknown yeah so sure. um say like a lot of this happens with a lot of guys i think where they want to like sell a girl or someone they care about how they feel but they're too scared about what the outcome oh, may this be it, this <laughs> what the outcome might be they're like oh they're, they're fearful of rejection or um awkwardness mm. and stuff like that so i think that prevents people prevents a lot of men from like saying shit like that the thing is uh nowadays we have like such large social groups compared to what we would have had like now especially with like accessibility to like talk to other people if you go on instagram yeah you can have you have like 500 followers and that means for a girl it's like say half of them are men that's 250 men and then you have to like differentiate yourself from those other people so you can't be the best at something because there's always someone else that is also like you know that it's like you're not going to be the tallest so you're not going to be the best at football it's all like a job it's like a job interview it's yeah scary um it just means that like you have to try harder to be better at what you are but like when when you live in like a such big social circles it's harder and then everyone knows that you're going to get rejected and then you'll just be constantly thinking about that i mean obviously we didn't Oh yeah, sorry. Go on, Ryan. I was just gonna say, as well, like, you want to be better and everything, but sometimes, like, the hands you're dealt in life, like, you can't be better no matter what you do. Like, you, you can sometimes like feel ugly or say, "Oh, I live in like a council house," or like, "Oh, I do this subject. I'm doing this course or that." I'm like, like, what is this? This isn't gonna impress. This isn't gonna impress so or so. Like, this isn't gonna get me anywhere in life. And like, 
sometimes that's how it feels. Like... I think that's why a lot of people put the emphasis on the fact that you need to be yourself around people and that will yeah. get you far. Don't, don't try to be fake or try to be someone that you're not. Yeah. Because then you just look like a dickhead and then the truth will come out and that's just going to make you a lot worse. But well, yeah. being yourself isn't, isn't always like deems like popular or stuff like that because mm. naturally we like to copy what other people do that are in a higher place. There's a thing about over imitation and like say there's like a celebrity or like the most popular friend at school and then you're gonna copy what they do so other people like you as well you're gonna like think that you have to do what they do for other people to like you when yeah. you can you could just be yourself yeah mm-hmm. i think people need to realize that there's always someone that's like for you not this isn't like just for relationships obviously it's like to do with friendships as well so like there's no point trying to like act around like the so-called like popular people so you can get in their circle if you just act like yourself then you'll find someone that's just like you and can be your friend if you I know what i mean i think that's why us we're like we're so like well near together because like we're just all special we're just all yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't think part like that but but like yeah we just we we get on like we're, we're basically on the same sort of level on the i same mean yeah we should just say oh we're Star Wars and we go like Marvel and it's just like if you didn't say that then you wouldn't be in the friendship group where other people have the same interests as you yeah honestly I can't remember at all how I became friends with you two um I mean we were in the same form weren't we yeah we were in the same form I remember we went to a party Jack do you remember that oh yeah it was awful (laughs) (laughs) we weren't joking about that yeah I remember I saw we probably came friends, and I was like Halloween yeah. in the first year. Yeah, and then we just I don't remember Josh. No, I don't think Josh was there. Mm-mm. Not as memorable. Yeah, not no. as memorable. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. It's just like yeah, you just say, "Oh, you like this stuff, so do I." And it's not, it's not like everyone has to like football. It's, I think, I think it's just a natural thing. Though. It's actually. You know what I found out at university? It's so much easier to like make friends personally yeah. uh, because you're like, oh, I like getting drunk, you like getting drunk. <laughs> like, there's, already, there's already something in common. And I think as well the yeah. fact that you're put in a house with other people, it just immediately oh, creates yeah. a sort of bond. If you live with someone for like a year, you're gonna find out that you have similarities or differences, and then you can build upon those things that you have in common or even the stuff that you don't because they could introduce you to something that you didn't even know about but you might really like now mm-hmm. but if they just didn't say that then you wouldn't know about it and you just wouldn't be friends and you just wouldn't say anything <laughs> and you just sit in your room just depressed all the time just this is the life for me yeah <laughs> i think that like the nerves that like i experienced before i went to university about like the uncertainty literally were out the window within days yeah, literally first day, like, I was, like, so happy. To be fair, though, with, with you, though, you, like, knew who your, like, flatmates were, like, before oh, you yeah, went. the group chat, didn't You I? had, like, the group chat for, like, that you had for, like, oh, two months God. before. We, 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 we looked back at that, like, in our last sort of days at uni and thought, wow, we were so fucking awkward. <laughs> and now, <laughs> look at us now. Who the fool did? Not nah, me. me. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know, like, half the people in my flat until I actually got to university. And, like, we were only given, like, our rooms, like, two days before. Um, so we're like, oh, um, this is going to be weird, isn't it? Yeah, so... I, only found, I only found on the day. So I just turned up just like, Mate. <laughs> <laughs> How I is think, that though, like in comparison? Was I, it, like, the thing as is, well? for me, it's just like I don't really care. So for me, it's mm. for me, it's quite easy to just like have a general talk with someone because I can just especially chat. if you're drunk. Yeah, I think I can just chat shit. I can't like, waking up in a random stranger's no, hotel room. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, we, we just say, for me, it's easy because 
I would just chat shit to the person. But for other people, mm. it might not be like anxious or like worried about how people perceive what they're gonna say. Yeah. Wrong thing. Then they're not gonna like me for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I think the that's that's first, go impression, with... oh, first impression as well is like really important. What you're gonna say to the person dictates from like your first meeting. Because like, I'm, I'm sure it really is like someone has made judgment on you. Mm-hmm. Eye contact. Yeah. So you've got those eight seconds for you to. Because then they've got a judgment on you. You don't even have to meet. Like you're on. Like dictate how people. You've got loads of posts on Instagram. If you shout off, people will just think, oh. Look at this guy, he's a bit no. of a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's like, so if it's hard for you to talk to people, just have like a general chat, then it's completely different. Mm. I think the first chat... Really is... yeah, go, on, go on, on. No, 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 it was, I was just going to say there's always more than under the surface. Mm. But I think the first, the first chat at uni is the easiest one. And then the other ones just keep coming after that. So the first one you're like... Where are you from? What's your name? What what, what hall are you in? What block are you in? Um, I mean, what's your start? For most guys, 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 it's just like, oh, so do you like football? And then half the time it's going to be, yeah. What football team do you support? And then that's just... Bro, I didn't ask that. I didn't ask that at all. Mm. Much worse fucking day. Mm. Yeah, I, I can still remember like one of the, the first thing one of my flatmates said to me when I got there. It was like, "You're right, pal." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, a northerner!" <laughs> oh god, <laughs> not, not gonna lie. And then, and then I realised the girl. Then I realised the girl next door was from Northern Ireland. I was like, "Oh god, I'm in the." <laughs> I'm, I'm surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> Look alright. As soon as my parents left, I went to the fucking kitchen and like we have like a back door in our accommodation and like I see the people who already arrived out there, they're like smoking. I'm like, okay, let me go say hi. First thing they do is offer me a fucking cigarette. I'm like, like okay. well, yeah. I'm gonna love it here. <laughs> Sussex. Sussex. <laughs> Normal. But, you know. Yeah. I mean that's for us though, that's just for us, like I think we we're all right at like just talk, so we will find it easier. But say that you have like social anxiety, fuck me, anxiety. And I find racked, really stressful day for you. Mm. Anxiety is so interesting, but like not like in like a sort of like positive way. Like it's just interesting like because it comes in so many different forms because like i had mine mine was like more of a health-based one but yeah like oh. social anxiety my one my the only time i had it back start of secondary school because uh oh, yeah. my, my asthma was like pretty bad and then i'd have an mm-hmm. asthma attack but i kept having them so i had to go and see a physical therapist to like see why i had it and it's just like mm-hmm. the stress of getting good grades. If you do get, it's because you're missing school and then you have to catch up on that. And then it's the mm-hmm. health and like stress like build up on each other. So one will impact the other and the other will impact the other. So sometimes it's like hard to tell if it's like panic induced, like health problems or it is just health problems because I could just be having a panic attack like thinking about what's going to happen if like I do bad in this assessment mm-hmm. or like I miss miss school and then there's so much that builds up on you and like you just can't cope yeah, yeah. I mean just, I, I remember it's just like I'll oh, just write down stuff that like irritates you or like makes you like stressed like if you feel like short of breath and if you like even yeah, if you write what? down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, that's what I did. That's one of the things. It's just like, because if you've got something, because if you uh, have a distraction in your hands, like fucking fidget spinners, like, I even that's like a meme, but it's just like, 
that meant that you, you could like focus on something small in your hand. Or a stress, and, like, a stress ball. Yeah. Uh, I have one of those which are right next to me. I'm squeezing that well, well, right now. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those just before I had my operation when I was a kid. <laughs> but the thing was like, it was just like, if you, it's like, it was like the routine, but it's just, and then you need to make sure that you have that in order so like when you wake up I need to have like my medicine next to my bed so I wake up and I see that's there and that's fine and I you go downstairs you have your breakfast and all of that you can control and if you've got that in the back of your mind just like I know what I'm gonna do then it's about it mm-hmm. it's the thing as well uh, uh, when you're trying to sleep the thing your mind stays active if you don't know what you're doing the next day that well, is, if you have it that's actually yeah. me right now like, if you have it written down and you know exactly what you're gonna do your mind's at ease and you're less likely to to stay up all night just like stressing about what's going to happen the next day it's weird it's what i find really weird though is that people like there's anxiety for or stress for doing too much like your mind's too busy but there's also like stress and anxiety for not doing enough so you're like oh i really should be doing something or i'm not doing well enough at this or something like that. that's what i find actually really fascinating i think like right now i'm having trouble sleeping so like, i'm not going to i'm not falling asleep till like three or four a.m and it's taking me a while to fall asleep and i'm not waking up till about one or two o'clock at the earliest because what what i find now is that i don't know what i'm doing the next day so i'm like oh if i wake up late then i have less time to fill if that makes any sense yeah, yeah it's like at the moment it's like yeah. it's hard to find things to do so it's just like i don't really have a purpose tomorrow so i don't feel like and then that just builds up so you'll just stay up late and then sleep in late or just don't sleep at all yeah no if you That's that's honestly such like a good point though, because like we didn't really talk about like how the current world situation can have such a big impact on mental health. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely so bad for some people. Yeah, because I've I've definitely had a few rocky stages in this period. Mm, I I I feel like I'm. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting better, but then I'm also I feel like oh I'm getting worse because like at this start really or during most of lockdown i was really busy because i had i still had like six exams to study for two pieces of coursework yeah and i was working at test and i was working at tesco's so my mind was always busy so this this is like comes back to what i was saying before like i was getting stressed because i had so much going on and i didn't know where i'd find the time but now Mm -hmm. i've got nothing going on because i'm not working at tesco's anymore i've got no uni exams to revise or prepare for I'm stressed about not doing anything. That I'm not doing anything. If that makes any, if that makes sense. Well, honestly, my experience, like, I feel like this lockdown has actually kind of helped me because, like, it's given me time to like take a step back from uni and all the like partying life and like work and stuff, and just focus on myself really, and yeah. see the areas I can sort of improve myself. And like, I've just gotten because I've had like so much more focus on myself. I just feel like I've grown a lot more as a person. Mm. Like, a lot of the stuff I've done in the past and like I don't want to say mistakes I've made but like things that have gone wrong haven't really been going that wrong now and I feel a lot better about myself I guess yeah, yeah I mean it's different for everyone because let's say you're like socially introverted and you like don't really in your everyday life talk to more than like five people then staying inside might be good for you because you've got more time to reflect on your decisions and what you're doing Say you're socially dependent on other people and it's like interactions with other people that get you through the day if you can't go and see them mental stimulus from like other interactions so by staying at home it just like breaks down you like break down and like in your own room just like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do so that might just like really hurt you so i guess a lockdown's different for everyone obviously some people might think it's a good thing, but some people might not. Um, 
to like because obviously if your friends live far away you can't even see them you can do zoom calls but it's not the same it's not the same mm-hmm. when they were doing a quiz every week is not the same as like going going around to your mates and like boring playing ps4 or something like that like it's hard it's it's, it's really hard to like because i don't know how other people feel about people like being at home all day so other people are affected like, differently that's like the problem as well like you say you don't know how other people feel it's like we don't know enough about what other people feel because people are too afraid to speak out it just sort of brings back to that first point we were talking about mm. i think even as well the, the, one of the problems is even if everyone did speak out there isn't enough funding to cover the uh, the help that these people might need um Ooh. Now this is getting into like funding and stuff. Yeah. So I was looking at this. And uh, NHS in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, they spent twelve point two million on mental health and that's ten percent of the Department of Health's like budget. So one out of ten pounds they get is spent on mental health issues. But which, people would say that's not enough. I mean, when I said earlier it's like the biggest killer. Yeah, when it I said is. Earlier, it's the biggest killer for men. It's just like it's ten percent enough for that, because obviously it's women as well. Like when I said, like eighteen percent of people have anxiety, and then it's just like only ten percent of the budget is dealing with these issues, which are like life-threatening. Yeah, uh, even even now, because there's still people that like are suffering in silence. Like even people that have come come out and said that I'm having these problems. Like there's still long waiting lists to like see someone like a um, a counselor or a psychologist or someone that can help them with their problems. There's long waiting lists, like especially at unis, like people were waiting, they were like for months to get appointments with counselors because they're just so, you know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it's not it's not necessarily counselling that helps as well. Like, like we say, people are different, right? Yeah. So, it, so people might so people might be on. I'm sorry, sorry, Jack, but people might be on the waiting list for like three to six months, maybe. Finally, get a um a session with a therapist, and and then it just doesn't work at all. And I'm like, well, I've just wasted yeah. three to six months still suffering, and, things. and it just it worsens. worsens things. Yeah. Not knowing what's going on, but then it feels like there's no way out at that point. Yeah, and then I don't I don't really know what the steps after that are, but like maybe going to see a doctor who. I don't know, but then you feel like a doctor might not help. So it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it definitely is, man. But I feel like in schools, there definitely should be more of, like, awareness and, like, help for mental health issues. Because I know in my secondary school, there was, like, no, <laughs> if you had something wrong, just they'd be like, shut up. Like, we don't care. Just, like, carry on with your work. But uh, especially when you're young, like the ignorance and like not knowing what's wrong with you makes it like so much worse because if you knew like your problem and you knew how to deal with it you'd be less like anxious or like stressed or even like what you don't you like you don't know how you feel and you think that because you don't know how you feel that makes it worse like you know there's something wrong with you but you can't like explain it and it's like it's even at this age like sometimes you don't know yeah, like, I don't even think mm-hmm. I know fully how to cope with my mental health, but like, I just find a way to somehow, even if that's talking to people or just dealing with it on my own. It's like, it's just something that works for me. I'm not quite sure what it is. Say, say, like, you had depression or something like that and you didn't like know about it. Once you become aware to it, you know how to like coping mechanisms and like therapy sessions which could help and then now you know that at a young age it will benefit you later in life as well it's like it's a oh, continuous effect and it just gets more it's more valuable when you're young so you know how you can also help others later in life as well because you can see someone who had the same like symptoms that you did and then that means you could yeah. help them as well yeah definitely yeah Wow, it's oh, really, really fun to talk about. Yeah, it's, inter- it's, it's interesting, so though. It's, it's hard. So hard. It's, it, it's interesting, but it's sensitive, and like everyone has a different experience or opinion, or yeah, this or that or the other. So 
Yeah. I think I have regrets about how I've acted in the past about um, people and their mental health and not really taking it seriously enough. I think it's, it's yeah, it, that, that's it. Ignorance, like, and I don't. I think I think it's my fault as well. But I also feel like there's a role that society's played in it as well. That, yeah. Oh um, my god, mental health is like only become like aware in society in the last couple of decades. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> doctors wouldn't classify different mental illnesses. Because you saw before how people used to deal with it, like before even like being homosexual was like deemed a mental illness. Yeah, like they would use. I know it's illegal to do this stuff now, but they would use shock therapy to like get rid of like the impulses that you have. Yeah, and they'd also use lobotomies and stuff like this to stop you from acting a certain way, even though you'd have like a mental health issue, which like hardwise your brain to act in a certain way or say certain things mm. and just shock therapy would not help and a lobotomy just like removing parts of your brain that help deal with like decision making and like speech yeah. just, that just doesn't help the situation at all it just makes you like a version of the person you were where you have like no aggressive uh, personality traits where you have no like creativity and then you just become like so dull and like, but now obviously you can't you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But I think we've like advanced a lot recently on like mental health issues and like I know people aren't aware. That definitely has like you can see like yeah. people, there's more carers and there's more like awareness of what different types of like anxiety or just depression or just all these different issues that before you just say, oh, he's just sad or, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. But now you can see how, like, diverse the whole problem is. Yeah. And then, like, we're, there's people that, like, criticise what the society is right now and how it affects mental health and, like, how, um, it's, like, the governments and society isn't doing enough to help these people. But then it makes you think about what it was like, say, 50, 60 years ago and how much of a better position we are in now. Because if you think about it, there's all these people that have had suffered and they literally couldn't, they couldn't do anything about it because of, mm. although like some of the things that existed back then, such as like the masculine figure, it's still like around today, but it's, I wouldn't say it's as strong. You know what I mean? Like, or the it's like socially acceptable to be like a feminine man. Like, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's not like before, it's just like you wear a suit, you go off and you do business, and you come back for your wife to cook dinner for you and the children. But now it's just like you can pursue different careers, and like you're like, you can differentiate from what other people are doing. Because it's say if you, you have a job that you hate and you do that nine to five every day that's going to affect your mental health as well because you go mm. and you're de- you're sad or you're depressed at work and then you come home and then you're tired you s- the only thing you can do at home is sleep and get ready for the next day of work but I think, I feel that like kind of scares this, me but though but, but like now it's like you have a better chance of having a job that you will like and that means you're more likely to be more productive at work you can have a better like social surroundings and that will like be beneficial to your mental and physical health yeah but like what yeah go on ryan sorry i think it's just it's so hard to make more progress on mental health though because like there's like only said, so much yeah, there's only so much we know and like i think it's all about creating conditions where everyone feels comfortable but of course there's different comforts for everyone like i think it's one of those things that won't go away yeah, it's just it's something to manage. You can control, like I said, but you can't completely eradicate it. There's no, there's no cure for like yeah. having a mental disorder. Like yeah, you can't beat it. You can just you, yeah, you it. can't beat it out of someone. You can't inject a fucking fluid which makes them stop acting mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. You just have to like accept someone's differences and like do the best that you can to help them. Yes, yeah. that's why it's why 
I, I saw a statistic says it's the second largest burden of disease in the world. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why, because it's just such a, it's got so much longevity and it's something you can never really get rid of. Because I, I, I saw, so as well, if you have anxiety, then your child has a higher risk of getting it as well. Because yeah. it's just genetics and it's also the surroundings because you're brought up a certain way and your dad or your mom might have like act in a certain way which gives off like certain vibes which you then portray because that's your paternal figure so you act in the way that they do and then that means you're like a lot more likely to get anxiety or something like that but it also works in the other way as well i think like so you see what your parents are like but then you act in completely the opposite way i feel like that's that's quite prevalent so like you might have strict parents say but then of course it's not the same as like obviously like your parents being like drug abusers or something like that but like say if your pet like if you'll say i think it does work for drug abusers as well though like say your parents are like cocaine or heroin addicts it and it's you see what it does to does to them you're like oh i'm not gonna touch i'm not touching drugs that 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 works for a lot of people it's the same with alcohol as well like oh alcohol abuse so like it's loads hard. of people that don't drink a lot of people that don't drink or are sober they're like i don't drink because of what it's done to my family in the past yeah but it can go one of two ways it could go to like that way where it's just like i've seen what it does and i don't want that to happen to me but or it's just like right i've seen my dad and my mum do that so now i think it's socially acceptable for me to do that and you just continue the trend, be, and the wheel just keeps is, on spinning. Uh, economics, isn't it? What we love with Mister yeah. Mister Dames last year. This is this isn't really to do with drug abuse. So it's more to do with like poverty and stuff like that. Like, say your parents are unemployed. I think I think we might have we mentioned this in the podcast before. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but like, say both your parents are unemployed and having benefits. No one's getting up at like seven a.m. in the morning and being productive, going out to earn some money. Yeah. Like, if you're doing that and you're a kid and you're seeing that your parents are just sitting at home all day, you're like, oh, that's the norm. Yeah, you perceive yeah. that to be the social norm, so you think it's all right for you to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows you, like, how much, like, your upbringing can have such an influence on who you are today. Yeah, this, this is like, because most of society's problems now can be explained by socioeconomic issues, like that one, where what things are like in your personal in your household or what society really is if you know what i mean i don't know if i made any sense there but yeah but yeah, cool. your economic background doesn't really uh, doesn't have any influence on doesn't shape your uh your like mental health because even if you're rich you can still suffer from Obviously, depression yeah. or like ptsd or anything like that it's just like it, sometimes it is just the luck of the draw. Like if you're dealt a bad hand, you like have to deal with that. And it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, you're black or white, because your your brain is like wired in that way. It doesn't matter if you have loads of money, because you're still gonna think that way. It's like fucking uh, Robin Williams, because he was so he was a proper famous guy, and he still struggled with depression. And um, obviously, he killed himself. But it's just like it shows like it doesn't matter like who you are, how famous you are, it will still affect you. It can still have overarching effects there. Like clothes I've said council I, I, I lived in a council house in Turing. Like it wasn't the greatest and like I didn't mention this yet, but I'll say because you know I feel more comfortable I guess. Um Back in year 13, when I had my anxiety and shit, I had, like, a bad day where I woke up for one of my exams, and on that day, my house just decided to flood for literally no reason. <laughs> my toilet just broke. I don't know why. Where it just kept flushing, and so the water, like, overfilled. And it basically flooded my entire house from top to bottom. And, like, I was stressed, because, like, I had anxiety and, like, I had an exam on the same day that I had to, like, study for. 
and it was just like proper stress. It's still not been fixed, has it though? No, it hasn't. You're living in Hounslow, which is so far from Mitcham. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that sort of plays in my mind sometimes because like. I'm so far away from my friends, I'm away from you guys, I'm away from like where I feel like I've truly sort of grown up and like where I want to be right now. Just being away from that is a bit like, it's just, I guess it's just, it's just sad, but. It is what it is, what it is. It is what it is, but you know, I'm, I'm learning to deal with it and like. I've we've got seen, my solution. We've seen you. We've seen you. We've still, yeah, you guys still see me. Obviously, it's like, costing you money to... It's good. It costs a bomb, but you know. I'm worth I'm on it. Just playing football in the rain is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't miss a session for the world. Hell yeah. Oh, I haven't done one of that. We need to start playing one of those now, actually, because... We probably... Actually... Oh, yeah. Don't like alcohol in <laughs> <laughs> when you drinking the other day though yeah yesterday <laughs> <laughs> why am I not surprised <laughs> uh, what, what else am I meant to do <laughs> tax to what uni in his head I mean I, I mean we've been finished uni anyway now but it's just like get me back I would have finished but like the sesh would still be happening here Mm. Obviously, breaking news today, Spoons is now open. Honestly, I'm not going to lie, today. I don't care. I have no, really? I don't really have motivation to go. Like, I think that's actually I'm with not... a lot of people. Like, I've, I've heard that some pubs weren't even that busy today. Like, I, I, I didn't have I don't really know. but I've seen, Pete, I've seen, like, Snapchat stories of my friends mm. going. Yeah, like, but, oh, like, going <laughs> I, know, I don't know that many people that actually went to the pub today. I know a few, but it's just like yeah, I, know. I don't really. I could just buy a four pack from Tesco and then go park, you know. Exactly. Same thing. It's just cheaper as well, isn't it? I don't know who I was. Who and I less chance of corona. I can't remember who I was talking to, but like, it feels forced. Like the only forced fun. Yeah, it's like I'm forced fun. It's it's like that, but I feel like I'm forced to go to the pub because we haven't had it for around for like three or four months so mm. I feel forced to go to the pub because it's now back if you know what I mean yeah you don't have it, the, the best pub nights are like or are spontaneous ones where you're like fancy going down the pub like yeah alright yeah but now I'm, oh my I'm, god sometimes the best nights where you get a text at like nine o'clock just saying want to come out tonight and then you do <laughs> and then just the maddest shit happens out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> that is that is the best night like come on I'm never saying it. no to one of those ever again. Yeah, it's because oh, like, you have no expectations of the night and then it actually happens and it's good. You're like, whoa, I never knew that. Yeah, the <laughs> amount of Sunday nights out I missed because I had seven hours of lectures on a Monday, honestly. Oh. Now, and then you're like, oh yeah, uni's cancelled. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Club of the cancel. Oh, I could have gone to that. Don't know about you boys, but I'm missing the shit house of your prison. <laughs> Oh, Prism. Prism <laughs> oh my! I'd happily go to Kingston. I'd yeah, Prism. Yeah, if you told me four months ago, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck off." Yeah, you'd okay. be like, "Are you okay? Are you sure?" But like I said, this virus has just allowed me to step back and value the things in life, like Prism. Like Prism. Yeah. yeah. Although, although... You don't know what's there. <laughs> don't know what you got until you don't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so looking forward to the gym though. Uh, I fear of missing out of the gym. I mean, I don't, I don't think you guys share my enthusiasm. But no. Like... Well, I, don't oh, know. No, I, I feel, like, go to I feel like I probably won't go to the gym until I'm back at uni though, because... I will. I, I, will. I don't feel like gyms will open until August or something, and then like September we're going back to uni. No, I mean, I, I don't follow the news a lot, but I heard they were opening soon. Yeah, they said a few weeks, but you know what? But you, we don't know what's going to happen. But I mean, everything might change if there's like a huge spike in the next two weeks. I pray. Yeah, I, don't think to, I swear to God. If if it goes up, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Like, what? Because then we revert back to like full lockdown, and then and I'm planning there won't be. <laughs> then there won't be any toilet paper again, and then oh, we'll no. just. <laughs> 
we'll just go mental and just lose our minds. Yeah. Mm. So I saw um, what was really depressing that I saw earlier this week was um, Loughborough's like cancel their freshest calendar for now, oh, and I'm like, oh my god, you really, did, you really had to say that to me. Yeah. So, but I'm still optimistic though because we still have just well, two months. We have two, two, just over two months, and two months ago we were at the height of lockdown. So I'm like, hopefully, you know, we're moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Like, just get me back. Get me back. That's all I'm. That's that's all I'm saying. We need another love trip to Loughborough. The Loughborough was mental. <laughs> Oh, but that Echo's Nighthouse was a bit shit, wasn't it? I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it was a bit shit, but like... Cassius Premper. <laughs> Get that man on the... On the... <laughs> <laughs> That's an absolute shit of him, yes. That was hilarious, though, when he came back at 6am. But we can save that story for another time. Yeah, that's an, for session. What thing? All right, we've kind of finished on mental, mental health. We'll probably, we'll probably wrap this up soon. Okay. But we're saying, yeah, uh, we've got loads of other topics planned. Like the sesh will definitely be a whole podcast. I'll be like, the best, best nice out <laughs> stories will oh, be its own thing. I've got to come on for that. Yeah, all right, if you want to. I'm done. But but yeah, full shit talk for an I hour think... about fucking. The maddest night. I think uh, mental health. Uh, we've said like the stuff that we know and like feel comfortable saying. We we might like do it again. It's the same with the PC culture thing. We've got more that we can say about it, and then probably have a new person come on and have give their perspective on it as well. But again, also we're not experts. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I would say that at the start as well. But like this. Thing is, we just pick a new topic each week and like research it in the week. So hopefully, we have like a somewhat informed discussion every week. I don't know if this one was any good or not. I, I think I think we did alright. I think it was okay. To be honest, it felt it felt more it felt more structured than the other two. I say. But I, I think feel, like, I feel like I could have been a bit better, but I'm hard on myself. <laughs> You'll come back on at some point, Ryan. Yep. Um, but if you felt inspired by our podcast, um, or you're like suffering from mental health issues yourself, inspired, yeah. Then I've got some got some things up here. If you feel like you need someone to talk to, or like there's oh wait, hang on, you're cutting out. He cut out. Oh wait, wait, where's he? Is he gone? Hello. Okay, no, sorry about that. <laughs> um, basically. There's loads of different like charities and like, groups that you can talk to. It's like I've got a few here. The Mental Health Foundation is one. Together is another one. Samaritan. The Centre for Mental Health. Samaritans, I know, is a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all but... these all these different things that you can just go. Oh, he's cut out again. Straight on my phone. <laughs> but what what he was saying just. Oh, hang on, he's back. Yeah, I'm on ropes right now. Oh my god, sorry. Right, you you guys keep going because I might just cut out just for no reason. Um, yeah, so I'll let the co-host. I'll let the co-host. Uh, I, I, he'll um he'll probably put like the numbers, like any phone numbers or websites to um any mental health charities or websites if you're suffering in the description of the of this podcast. And... Oh, on the Instagram, I'll put on the phone numbers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, make, make, make sure you go follow us on Instagram. Um, simply put a podcast with um, underscores between. Um, simply between underscore put underscore podcast. That's all it is. But yeah, I mean, we'll follow it. you back. We'll... Yeah, I'll follow you back. <laughs> follow for shout follow. out for shout out. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, But Jack will record an intro, hopefully. And he'll say some more. So, thanks, Ryan. First guest. You know I think that was a yeah, really first guest. You, you, you were nervous, yeah. weren't you? you were... I, I was a little nervous, yeah. But like, the more we got into it, the better I was, I think. And like, 
I'm honoured to be the first yep. guest. Yeah, that always happens. That yeah. Happens. You know your first time is always your best. So. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> um, but I'm honoured. I'm honoured. Yeah, so... You'll be back again to chat shit I'll about something back, else. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't think we should, Yeah, but... Whenever you guys find unless, unless, unless everyone just comments saying that Ryan guy was so jarring. And then yeah. <laughs> never come I hope back. you guys don't hate me. I'm a pretty easy person to hate, but these guys put up with me, so Fuck you, Ryan. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <Ryan. laughs> yeah. Nah. No, I'm I'm just playing. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So we're actually done. So oh, wow. uh we'll Trying to do an outro. Oh, you do it. Oh, I can't, we can't have already done okay. one. But, um, no, I'll do, I'll, do, I'll, do some, I'll do some professional shit right here. Just like, you ready? Like, well, that's been the Simply Put podcast. We've discussed the topic of mental health. I hope you enjoyed. Ryan, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Josh, as always. <laughs> thank you, my uh, co-host, Josh, as always. <laughs> Thank you from me. So I hope you enjoyed, and that's it. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>